This week's episode is brought to you by SketchWallet. SketchWallet is excited to announce that their brand new, beautifully made canvas option is finally available and flying off their virtual shelves. Not sure what a SketchWallet is? Well, it's a high quality, portable wallet for artists on the go, designed to carry a mini sketch pad, pencil, and other wallet items. Haven't seen the canvas or classic leather sketch wallet yet? Head to sketchwallet.com tan to see all of their durable art supplies for creatives on the move. Again, that's sketchwallet.com T-A-N. This is the Animation Network. With this podcast, you get to tune in every week to hear top industry professionals in my network discussing network animation. Our goal here is to bring you effective tips, tricks, secrets, and practices for breaking into and navigating through the current landscape of TV animation. I'm your host, Chris Wimberly. Thanks for tuning into the network today. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Animation Network podcast. This is episode 92. I am so excited to bring you another episode today. And this one is just bursting with helpful tips and advice. And I think you're really going to enjoy this episode because if you've been thinking about making the switch from some other field into animation, this is the episode for you because we have some really useful networking tips for you in this one. So you don't want to miss it. Also, there may be a few bumps that you hear in the beginning of the episode. I apologize for that. My face was just determined to hit the mic. So it only happens twice. And then after that, it is smooth sailing the rest of the way. And I hope you enjoy it as much as I did recording it. So let's jump straight into this. Yeah. So uh, welcome to our podcast, The Animation Network. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're very happy to have you on. Um, And I know, especially for your episode in particular, there's going to be a lot of people kind of interested in your story because I know some people who are trying to do the exact same thing, like make the switch over. So glad to have you. Yes, thank you. So let's start with our first question, which is uh, give us, you know, a brief introduction of who you are. So your name, where you work, all the fun stuff. Yeah, my name's Dakota Gerard, and I'm working at Disney Television Animation right now on a show called Star vs. the Forces of Evil, and I am the uh, production associate on that show. So let's start with where you're from and also what school you attended, what you studied. Yeah, so I grew up in uh, pretty rural Ohio, um, not too close to any major cities, but uh, Cleveland would probably be the closest thing to a major city we had. Um, And then I went to school at Ohio University, which is in southern Ohio. And while I was there, I studied video production, which kind of was a very general film television degree that covered a lot of media studies and uh, media production aspects Mm -hmm. and uh, did a lot of extracurriculars while I was there and uh, also came out to L.A. for a while to an internship. And so I did that. And that's kind of the brief synopsis of what led me out here to where I am now. Okay. So you you sort of mentioned it. You did like some extracurriculars at school. So I was kind of wondering like what type of student you were. Were you like very active in like everything that was going on on campus or did you just kind of mostly focus on just your like, you know, film studies and things like that? Yeah, my school, uh, the classes were very helpful, but the extracurriculars I would say were almost either equally helpful or more helpful 
than a lot of the stuff you learn in class because you get so much hands-on experience running your own production. And so I, I ended up being very, very active uh, pretty much like since my freshman year. I, I jumped right in and joined a, an organization called AVW, which handled a bunch of different types of TV shows. So they had uh, in films and stuff. So they had reality stuff, news broadcast, sports broadcast, as well as uh, a couple narrative TV shows and film projects and stuff. And so that was like a really good gateway that got me involved in all that kind of stuff and eventually led to me producing a few of my own films. Okay. So you're coming more from like a live action background. So did you sort of know what you wanted to do in school? Like was live action kind of more what you were leaning towards or how did you kind of like figure it out when you were there? Yeah, my school mainly focused on live action. I don't think there was much of any animation involvement, but um, yeah, going into school, I definitely knew I wanted to be part of the film and television kind of industry, but I didn't know exactly where. I knew I was very organized, so a lot of that stuff eventually led me towards the production track of like assistant directing and producing, and live action was definitely my focus and what was there and what uh, was easily able to be involved in. And so I did that for three years and then came out here on an internship and interned at a production company called Blumhouse, mm. who does a lot, if not all of the horror <laughs> movies you see. Oh, so man. the paranormal activities, the purge, uh, uh, tons and tons of horror films. Uh, Get Out was like their big one last year or oh. earlier this year. Um, and so I interned there for a semester. And while I was there, I learned a ton of just about actually working in, in out here in L.A. and working in media and stuff like that. And so after that, went back to school, finished up my degree, and then moved out here the following summer and pretty much jumped right in. Um, so from there, I did a lot of on-set production and mm. stuff. So I was a PA for about six months on-set, and then I moved into the office PA uh, kind of spectrum and did that for another six or seven months. And kind of bounced around different shows and productions, kind of just trying to network everywhere I could and meet people. And then eventually I'd been talking to somebody from Disney who was a family friend. And after talking to them on and off for about a year or so, they actually ended up having a position open up and brought me in for an interview and luckily got the job. And so that was kind of my first foray into animation. Um, Yeah. Okay, so that is cool. So you sort of kind of touched on a lot of different things there with like kind of what you first started working on when you came out here because you're already familiar with California so it's not like it was anything new. Yeah I had I was I was born here in LA actually because my mom's side of the family's out here and that's where my mom and dad met and so they were out here for uh, we were out here for the first couple years of my life before they decided to move back to Ohio to be with my dad's side of the family and stuff and so I was pretty much raised all in Ohio but having half my family out here, we'd come out on vacation all the time and Mm. stuff. So yeah, LA was kind of already a second home before I even knew for sure that I wanted to move out here for work. So LA was a very comfortable place already. So it made that internship and in turn moving out here the next summer, a very easy transition because I had a lot of, luckily a lot of safety nets around me in case anything (laughs) would ever go wrong. No, that's really good because I know there are some people who just kind of like come out here and just are hoping for the best and yeah people those I commend those people because they're a lot braver than I was <laughs> I I kind of yeah I was I was lucky that I had a good alumni basis out here for my school and then on top of that all my family connections and 
family friends that I knew would would have my back if anything yeah. goes wrong <laughs> and kind of guide me to where the good places to live in the area and all that sort of stuff. So I, w- I was I was lucky that I was set up for at least minimal success moving out yeah. here. <laughs> Having like a start. Yeah. So I was wondering if you could talk a little bit more about like your transition from live action into animation and kind of what similarities and differences you've noticed so far from having done both yeah so um i would say my initial onset production experience wasn't as much of a translation um but the office work i was doing was a lot more similar to the animation style of office because again you're not on set when i was on set it was a lot of standing around Mm -hmm. um calling things and helping people move stuff from here to there managing people and stuff like that so uh when i was in the office it was a lot more paperwork and handling more logistical things um and obviously still a lot of just like basic work like making copies and going on runs but um it still definitely felt like it was more in the direction that i wanted to be in which was again more on the logistics organization leadership side and so when I first had talked to the my family friend who was working, who had worked at Disney a number of years ago, they were telling me that like, oh yeah, if you're interested in that line of work, the production line, you mm-hmm. can definitely make that jump. It's a lot of different language. It's a very different um, environment because the, the pace and the schedule is so different. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the skills you have, if that's what you're interested in, it's pretty easy to translate those because it's, again, a lot of organization, scheduling, people management. So when I when I uh, talked more to people in animation and shadowed a couple shows for day, uh, different days, um, I definitely realized that that was something that I was interested in doing if, having, if I had the opportunity and would... Um, probably be a good fit for for my type of work that I want to do and where I want to be in five ten years so it was definitely the right path for me and I'm very happy that I'm here now well we're glad to have you of course (laughs) what do you think helped the most when you're trying to kind of like switch over into the animation side because I know you talk with like some people at Disney but I know you're also talking to them for a while, so. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely say persistence is is very helpful. And um, even, even just keeping up with people on like a small basis, like I would, I would always, whenever I met somebody, I would always get their email, phone number if possible. And then they, if I got their name, I would obviously try to get their Facebook and stuff because mm. um, a number of times, especially more so in the production world, when people would need people on a day to day notice, I would meet uh, I would get Facebook messages like, hey, I worked with you a few months ago. Can you come in to fill in for a few days and stuff like that? Right. So just keeping those connections alive through Facebook or texting people. Luckily, if you have a good enough uh, connection with somebody that you can just text them on the day to day about your common interest, that's even better. Um, but obviously not everybody's going to have that. And if you try to force it, it might seem fake and you don't want to rub anybody the wrong way by trying to be too much of a, I don't know, brown noser, I guess. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. So, but emailing was kind of the way that led me into Disney because I, I had met one person there and then he had saw that I was interested in production and referred me to two other people. And through that I met them and they kind of took me around to a few other shows and just kept putting me in touch with different people. And once I kind of narrowed down the people that were in production that would probably know of jobs coming up, I would keep up with those three or four people every month or so and kind of just check in, see how their show's doing, see how they're doing, and just see if there was an opportunity for me to come in and shadow again or if there was an opportunity 
for any jobs or uh, temp work. And so as long as you, as long as I was doing it and as long as I feel like most people do it at a moderate pace where it's again, every month, maybe two months, it's usually something you can kind of tell based on how quickly the other person will react or uh, not react, uh, respond to you Mm. or the way they respond to you. You can tell if you're pushing too much or if, if they're fine with it and they don't mind the occasional one, one month or every couple week email. And so I did that for, again, almost pretty much a whole year while I was doing live action production until eventually it just, it, it lined up perfectly that the, the week after I'd gotten, gotten off my last show, uh, I got called in for the interview that Friday. And so, um, it was just good timing and, and persistence for sure that, that helped lead me to where I was yeah, at no. Disney. It seems like it really helped a lot, and obviously we're the animation network. Networking is like our big thing that we try and like promote on the show. Yeah. So it's like actually really helpful that you mentioned that you know just staying in contact, just checking in with them, because we always get questions from people who don't know. Like, how often do I check in? What do I ask them about? Do I just talk about me? Do I ask about them? Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely something that you uh, you kind of hopefully have a good idea for going in, but you can tell based on who you're talking to and the more you talk to people in different jobs or in different parts of the industry who wants you to talk to them more often. Mm. Um, like again, line producers, I feel like, and, uh, well, at least in live action, I feel like in animation as well, you, you won't, those are the people that you want to be checking in with on a regular basis and are fine with it because they know they're going to need somebody for their next show in a few months. And so they'd, they'd like to have a roster of people they like. And so they don't (laughs) have to worry about finding somebody or risking it on somebody uh, another person's referral so always keeping up with especially yeah the people that you like if you find some a group that you work well with and a boss that likes you don't let that escape always keep up with them even if you end up working on another show and you guys don't end up working on shows for a while always keep up with with somebody that you like because uh, when as long as they like you whenever they can they will they will bring you in and so it's always better to work somewhere with people that you like than uh than uh not a good boss because yeah. I've, I've been there as well. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, I totally agree. It's a lot more fun too to just be around people that you actually like and can get along with. You know, it's like good vibes, kind of good chemistry all around. Yeah, you spend so much of your day with these people. Oh, you, so much. <laughs> you gotta hope you get along. That was a great piece of advice. And I was wondering if you have like maybe like three more pieces of advice for people who are starting to think about, okay, I'm ready to make the jump. I'm in live action right now what should they start with or what's something they should kind of be aware about as they're making that switch? Um, obviously there's webs, the different, uh, studios have websites where you can apply and just put your name in a roster. And, uh, I was told a bunch of times to kind of do that. And so I did that for a couple of the different studios. And so, um, always keep an eye out for those, keep an eye out for, uh, listings on um i feel like there's a couple temp agencies that i know at least disney goes through um and again i didn't end up working through those but it turned out pretty much every a lot of the other people i worked with in my production staff almost all in uh not interned temped at one of those agencies before they got hired full-time so temp agencies i heard are a great way because they hire production secretaries and pas through that and they'll bring them in when they're transitioning somebody out and if it's a good fit, they'll keep you on or they'll interview other people. So uh, definitely check out those temp agencies. Another big one is don't be afraid to ask friends and family because uh, again, the, the person I met through Disney was just a family friend who was living in Ohio now and had worked at Disney like 
some eight years ago mm. in, in feature and they just referred me to one person there and that ended up turning into like a couple different connections and as long as you're persistent with those hopefully down the road something will happen because again for me it was a it was a whole year before I really got I got a chance to get in there and interview even so um, definitely reaching out to every angle you can use whatever connection you have to the industry you want to work in and and uh, I guess this is kind of the third thing as well is let people know what you want to do yeah because I have so many either alumni from my school that are coming in now or classmates who you would ask them what are you working on what do you want to do and they'd be like oh I'm just doing this right now and you'd be like well what do you want to do and they're like eh, I want to do this I want to be a writer's assistant I want to be more in this department, whatever, and they just don't tell the people that they're working with that. And it's like, it's it's crazy to me that so many people won't be forthcoming with the, what they want to do. Because most people, again, if they like you, they'll want to help you. They want to push right. you in the right direction. So definitely letting people know what you want to do and kind of making your intentions known, um, that's, that's a big one. Because it's, it's helped me a lot is just telling people, hey, I want to be on that production track. I did a lot of producing in college. I AD'd. I, I, did, I have a lot of experience in that. And I would hope to be a line producer someday. So if you hear of anything, let me know. And it's, it's as simple as that. Once you tell somebody, they will, again, try to help you get where you want to be. Yeah, all great stuff. And I totally second what you're saying about just letting people know what you want. Because the worst that can happen is they say no or they don't say anything at all. But it's like you don't really lose anything just yeah. by asking. <laughs> Yeah, it's always better to say something. Well, it's usually better to say something yeah. than not. But yeah, it's. It, I, I feel like so many people are so trepidatious about about telling people what they're interested in or what their goals are, just because they don't want to be critiqued or if they don't they don't think it's appropriate. And obviously, there's times when you can tell if it's appropriate or not. But most most more often than not, it's a, it's a good idea to let people know. Yeah. So let's go on to some other things, more about you. Uh, what sort of things outside of work do you do to kind of keep your like creative mind and just like energy feeling fresh, ready to go? Yeah. So I'm, again, more on the production side. So a lot of organization and scheduling. And even though I love animation, I'm so glad I get to work in it. I am not much of an artist. Um <laughs> I've not been ever been one to draw, which is funny because my mom is like a great artist and stuff and obviously skipped a generation <laughs> going past me. But um, I've never been very talented in that regard. Uh, but again, with the skills I've, I've gained through college and working out here now, I love helping other people's visions come to life. And so uh, I work with a bunch of people from my school and a few other connections and people I met on set and just otherwise out here to work on a lot of short films and music videos and sketch comedy and uh, occasionally other uh, projects beyond that. But I love, I love being able to take an idea for something and kind of gathering up the crew and working on building a vision for somebody and kind of, I like helping with the narrative stuff, but usually I'm not the one sitting at the, the computer typing it up, but I'm, I'm, I've become more adept at again, helping organize and facilitate all that stuff so I do that on a, a pretty regular basis with my free time outside of work okay yeah the, I remember when I was in school doing like because you also kind of had like a general like you know you do film and video and also animation and yeah. so when we were on like the film video part of it I was not very good at it 
not good at like getting people together, carrying the equipment. I Nobody get, wants to be carrying the no, equipment. No, no. Somehow I, I still end up carrying the equipment. Yeah, it's just not fun. And then also my school was at like the top of a hill. So I had to like oh. try and carry all these lights and cameras. I was just like, I hate this. I can't. I, I can, I can, I can feel with you there that we were also on the top of a hill and oh, so okay. <laughs> the dorms were all at the bottom of a hill so every morning to go up to class you it was like walking uphill and back in Ohio in the winter it gets Ooh. very cold and icy and you you will see people <laughs> slip <laughs> and wipe out on their way up this giant hill to class yeah so. I was gonna say I'm surprised you made it up I, in one piece <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I made it here in one piece there's a reason I'm out here where the weather's nice <laughs> yeah. there's no snow no ice don't yeah. have to worry about it anymore. Drive everywhere, so I don't even have to worry about walking anymore. Yeah. It's, it's all it's all <laughs> great. So when you're kind of like looking back on your career, what inspires you to bring passion to your job? To so my job, it's it's again helping bring other people's ideas to life is I love I love seeing that process and because I've been such a fan of, of film and television and animation. Um, I love I love it when people have an idea for a story or whatever they're designing in uh, character or location. It's just so cool to me that somebody can come up with that. And I love getting to kind of help put all the pieces together and uh, get those out to the world. So that's probably the number one thing that keeps me going on my, on my at work and outside of work is just helping to bring those those ideas and those dreams to, to life and uh, getting to work on a, uh, the show I work on is really cool because it's uh, aimed at a little bit younger audience, so teens and young adults and stuff, and we have a big presence at like some of the conventions and mm. stuff. So when I see the footage from that, whenever people get back from that, that's always super cool and rewarding seeing like the one-on-one fan interactions our showrunner or different actors on the show will have with people. So yeah, yeah that's that's probably the most rewarding part to me is is getting to help bring these things to life and then getting to see the audience, uh, their love for it. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of like one of my favorite parts of being in production too is kind of like you're there as a support and you get to see all these things come to life and you're like, oh, I helped do that. Like, it's not mine, but I helped. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but it's the, we're the, we're the kind of glue that holds this crazy idea together and (laughs) and actually makes the show come together to be one cohesive thing, so. Yeah. That's always rewarding and cool. It's sort of like being a superhero, but like <laughs> a superhero that like no one knows about. Nobody knows. <laughs> yeah. Behind the scenes. We're, we're there, just, you know. We wear the masks, so, yeah. so nobody nobody knows we exist. They will never know. Uh, so here is my favorite part of the show. I get to ask like a fun question. Ooh. What is your go-to animated movie or show to watch? Ooh, uh that's probably super easy. Uh, Toy Story for sure. Oh, okay. I that is like that's been the film that's been with me my whole life. Uh, when I was younger, I would watch Toy Story one and Toy Story two till like the tapes broke. Um, <laughs> and so I I I desperately love those films. And I would say if anything, those were a few of the first things that really pushed me um, in the direction of thinking that animation might be something I want to do because. Again, those if I if anybody asks me, of course there's other movies that I love, but I don't think I have another favorite movie that I love as much as Toy Story because it's number one has so much nostalgia for me because mm-hmm. I grew up with it, and two it's just an incredible movie, and it's it's crazy to think that came out when I was super young, and it still like visually holds up, the story holds up, everything about it is is still an impeccable movie. So 
Toy Story and then Toy Story 2 and 2 in turn would also uh, be one of my favorites. And then uh, a, a bunch of the old classic ones too, like Jungle Book was probably one of my favorite of oh, the that's a good one. 2D animation movies and the songs and stuff. And those were amazing. So uh, Peter Pan, tons of those, Cinderella. Mm, okay. Did a Toy Story 3 just rip oh. out your heart and oh of course <laughs> it did it, it came out i think it was either i don't know if it was the year i graduated but it was definitely like i think the year before i graduated mm-hmm. so me and my mom are watching that in theaters <laughs> and i think i think my mom started crying way before i did but i <laughs> she like probably started crying as soon as that movie started and he's like getting ready to move out but uh yeah i definitely that was a very emotional movie because <laughs> again i grew up with it and it's it's like they know that that's the audience they're reaching is that audience that was just going off to college when that movie came out. So it was, it was heart wrenching. It's almost hard to watch now because it's (laughs) like, it's so emotional. It reminds me of that time, like four or five years ago now when I was just, just getting ready to leave the house and uh, yeah, but it's still an amazing movie and I can't, and there's a new one coming in the next couple of years. So excited to see the fourth one whenever it comes around. Oh man. Well, we're getting to the end of our episode. So yes. before we end, uh, is there anything you want to ask me or any last word you want to give? Some final stage advice that's you just have to get out. <laughs> just and- <laughs> have to get out there. Yeah, I would just say, let again, let people know what's important to you, where you see yourself, where you want to be. And usually they'll respond positively and try to help you. Um, just be persistent. Um follow up with any leads you get. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's hard when we're all trying to, you know, make money and make ends meet uh, at the same time that you're trying to follow your dreams. So um, it's okay to make compromises, but always keep your end goal in mind. Mm-hmm. Cause uh, that's something that I did when I first get out here, I did some service jobs and stuff to kind of supplement my, my, my normal pay and, or my normal production work. And that it was, it was really helpful because it allowed me to be a little more selective with, which production jobs I took. So um, I was able to kind of stay away from the reality side of things. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but that's just not where I saw myself working. Um, so never be afraid to, you know, compromise and take your time kind of getting to where you want to be, but always keep your end goal in mind and and uh, make sure that you follow that path and, and uh, try to stay un- unfaltering as much as you can. Yeah. Great advice. So, and also something that people should definitely take to heart, (laughs) follow it. And uh, I think that's it. Awesome. So thank you so much for being on the show. Of course. Thank you. This is something super helpful that I wish I would have (laughs) sought out (laughs) when I was starting to look for jobs and look for work out here, but I'm glad that other people are hearing it and, and writing in and hopefully learning from this and. Yeah. Um, I, again, this is it's a super helpful uh, podcast and service for people. So thank you guys. Oh, thank you. Warms my heart. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Well, bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> so like I said in the beginning, these episodes are always so much fun to record. And I hope you guys were able to get some valuable advice from this episode because Dakota was sharing some great tips on networking and how to build a relationship with your connections. For those of you who have been thinking about making the switch from live action or from any other field for that matter, I hope this episode was really helpful to you and was able to give you some confidence to just go out there and do it. Remember, you want to make a name for yourself. So stay persistent, stay on course, 
and really go after what you want. And if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to rate, review, and share it, especially if you know someone who could really benefit from these tips that Dakota has shared with us today. So don't be afraid to share the episode around if you enjoyed it. And as always, thanks so much for tuning into and being a part of the Animation Network. Don't forget to check out all of our extras online. Visit theanimationnetwork.org for events and news and helpful services. And connect with us on Twitter at TAN underscore podcast and on Facebook at facebook.com slash animation network podcast. And be sure to subscribe to the free newsletter and YouTube channel for additional content to boost what you've already learned here. So much free stuff. Go, go now.